0: You're listening to a message brought to you by Christian Life Church, Hereford. If you would like to find out more about us, go to www.clch.cc. So who's, um, who's ready for Christmas then? Yay! That's that little corner. That's obviously the corner to be in. <laughs> Who's still getting stuff, sorting stuff out, getting things ready? Hadn't even done anything yet. Yeah. Hey! Oh, dear. Do you know I mean? Even, even when you know, Dave was praying earlier about, you know, oh, stresses and things. Oh, come on, guys. Christmas is supposed to be the best time. Amen? You know, it's a time when we're looking forward to the birth of Christ. Isn't that a good thing? Yeah. Oh, not so sure. Thank you. It's amazing. But, you know, there's lots of prep, isn't there? There's prep, there's the, you know, getting the, ordering the turkey. Oh, God, have you got that yet? Yeah, free range. Not so sure now. Okay, with bird flu going on and everything else and all sorts of stuff. Getting your decorations done. And in all of this, we can probably sort of lose sight of what Christmas is all about. And um, there's lots going on, isn't there? There's a huge amount of stuff going on right now, which is not particularly good. Now, we're continuing our series on the good news. And I've entitled mine. <laughs> That's the one. That's good news. Where has all the good news gone? And you feel like that sometimes, everything I listen to on TV, everything I see on the Twitter feed or the Facebook page is all about rubbish, all the bad stuff that's going on in the world, cost of living crisis, fuel poverty, industrial action going on everywhere, inflation, the threat of nuclear war on our doorstep. We think we'd ever see that again. The refugee crisis, the NHS in crisis—I could go on, but I'm sorry—I don't. I can see you all starting to go. <laughs> we could be forgiven for thinking that we're living in the darkest of times. So, if we're living in such bad times, why should we be celebrating the birth of a baby that took place over 2,000 years ago? Where is the good news in that? And I think for a lot of people, that's what they are. Where's the good news in all of this? Many hundreds of years ago, before the birth of Jesus, there was a man named Isaiah. And he was used by God to tell the world of the coming of Jesus Christ, the Messiah, the Saviour of the world. And there's a part of what Isaiah said and wrote down that is used a lot at Christmas time. At this time of year, one of those pieces of scripture, one of those things that we hear about and we listen to and is in songs and it's in carols and all sorts of things. And it reminds us that Christmas took place in the darkest of times. Just read what it says. So it's in Isaiah chapter 9, and it's sort of verses 1 to 5. I've taken bits out of it, but you'll know the bit that we're talking about. So it says this, Nevertheless, that time of darkness and despair will not go on forever. So this is God, through Isaiah, promising to the world, and to Israel, his promised people, the people that are carrying his message to the world. That time of darkness and despair will not go on forever. The people who walk in darkness will see a great light. For those who live in a land of deep darkness, a light will shine. And then it goes on. The passionate commitment of the Lord of Heaven's armies will make this happen. Passionate commitment of the Lord of Heaven's armies will make this happen. You see, when Christ was born, that's what he was referring to. He was the Savior, the Messiah that he was referring to then. When Christ was born, He came into a world full of darkness. The word of God had not been heard for something like 400 years. It's almost like God had been silent. Where was he? For a people of God who were used to hearing God, who were used to being in relationship with God, For 400 years, there was nothing. There was darkness. There was spiritual darkness over the earth. Israel, the people who were carrying the word, were under an oppressive Roman dictatorship. They didn't even have their own king. So who's this king that's going to come? Because they had no king. The king they had was not from the royal line of David. The king they had was a king that had been put in place by the Romans. The nation itself was fractured. You know, and you think about, and you you listen to about the political times we're in right now. You know, everything seems to be fractured. There seems to be, there's no consensus And there were at least four groups within Israel that were fighting amongst themselves for power, for control. And we've heard of them before, the Pharisees. And the Pharisees wanted people to live by the traditions of the law. They were legalistic. You had the Sadducees who only believed in the law of Moses. So they were fighting each other. You had... Another group called the Essenes. Then they prayed. They were a praying people. But they were praying that God would overthrow the Romans. That's what they believed would ha- to happen. And then there were the zealots. You know, one of, the, one of the disciples was called Simon the Zealot. And he was a zealot because the zealots was a group of people who were there to overthrow the government. They wanted to... Uh, do it by power, by force. Because they believed that was the only way that they could see this promise fulfilled. So everywhere you looked in this nation, there was there was fracture, there were factions, there was fighting, there was tension. Riots were common. I mean, I could almost be talking about this now in today's society, yeah? It's a similar sort of darkness, isn't it? You know, we are fractured. There's stuff going on all the time that just seems to be so just ah just it seems to be getting worse, not better. And that was the society, that was the time that Jesus was born. That was the darkness that Jesus came into. That very first. Christmas. And I just wonder, you know, were they asking the same question? God has promised us this Messiah. God has promised us this counselor. Where is He? Where is this light that's going to shine in this darkness that we're living in? Where has all the good news gone? You know, we talk, we have this wonderful Christmas story, and it's all lovely. And Twee. But if you imagine what was really going on in the people, I'm sure they were asking that question Where has all the good news gone? We are living in dark times. When would they ever see the Saviour that was promised way back when Isaiah penned those words? Let's look at the promise again. It says this, nevertheless, whatever's gone before, nevertheless. Quite an important word, isn't it? Nevertheless. And maybe this morning God's saying, whatever's gone on before, whatever's happened in your life up to this point right now, nevertheless. Remember that word, nevertheless. That time of darkness and despair will not go on forever. The people who walk in darkness will see a great light. For those who live in a land of deep darkness, a light will shine. You see, God knew there would be times of darkness. He knew that the people would be in despair. Whether centuries ago or even today, right now, God knows the state of affairs we are living in. He's not taken by surprise with what's going on in the world. He knows the difficulties we face. He knows the hardships we face. He knows the times we are living in right now. He knows. He knew then. He knows now. Whether they're easy or hard. Whether they're full of joy or full of despair. You see, the promise he gave centuries ago about that little baby boy being born in Bethlehem Was not a promise just for then, but a promise for all time. It's for now and it's for everyone. And that's the good news that we can hold on to. That no matter how dark things may appear, whether it's the darkness around the world or whether it's the darkness within our own lives, there is a light that comes, that can shine into that darkness and overcome it, and that is Jesus. Jesus himself said this, and again, it's it's familiar, it's stuff we know, but it's, it's good to remind ourselves of the basic truth of what this is all about. He said, I am the light of the world. There you go. If you follow me, you won't have to walk in darkness because you will have the light that leads to life. See, when Jesus came, he not only came in a sort of dark world, but he came at night. You know, it talks about it being night, doesn't it? It's like, well, you know, let's make it as dark as we possibly can. Not only is it a dark world, you know, things going wrong, all stuff going on, let's make it nighttime as well. The darkest of dark. And that's what he did. But no matter how dark or where the darkness comes from, God can enlighten everyone. But we all have different types of darkness. It's different for all of us. You see, for some people, darkness may be poverty, hunger, homelessness. For some people, darkness means struggling with illness. The aches and pains of old age. Getting there already. Oh, my word. For some... Darkness is the inevitable day when they lose a loved one through death. For some, darkness is the result of their own behaviour and attitude, hatred, greed, not caring for one another, selfishness. But we know that whatever the cause of the darkness, there is a light that gives us hope. And that light is Jesus. Now, one of the things we often do at Christmas is light candles. And we know that when we do this, often it represents, certainly we can represent, this candle can represent the light that shines. You'll see why. There is something fascinating about light, isn't there? Even one little candle. You all look at it. You all look at it. No matter how small. There is something That attracts us to light. Because that's what we're made to be. We're made to be attracted towards the light. Towards Jesus. But there is a darkness that sometimes we don't see. That maybe we're not even aware of that deep darkness that is mentioned in Isaiah. And that deep darkness really often is the darkness in our own lives. But often it's a darkness we don't even, in a sense, see. It sounds crazy, doesn't it? But it's a darkness we're not aware of. I was one of those people who for 20 years was walking around not knowing that this darkness existed within my own life. And then one day, in a sense, I saw the light. I saw the light. You know, we hear that expression, don't we? Jesus came into my life because I realized I need there was something I needed that I didn't have. And that was the light of Jesus in my life. But this darkness, which we can call sin, living outside of God's best, living without God, ignorant of the consequence of what that means for us and our lives, spiritual death, well, that's the worst darkness of all. thing is sometimes people prefer to live in that darkness because if they live in the light, it exposes the stuff they don't want to see exposed. The nearer I get to this, the more it exposes what's there. And so for some of us, the light in a way is not good. The light that Jesus shines on our lives sometimes is hard to take, isn't it? Because it exposes stuff that otherwise we don't want to see exposed. Says Again, John says this, it says, This is the judgment that the light has come into the world. And men loved the darkness rather than the light for their works. But even. Now, there have been times in my life where there have been things in it where you go, I'd rather not people know about that, thank you very much. I'm just being honest. I'm not perfect. I'm not infallible. And so what you don't want then is the light to shine on it. for fear of people finding out. But actually, really, she should be for fear of God finding out. But God knows anyway. He knows. He doesn't need, in a sense, a light to shine on it. He doesn't shine it on for his benefit. It's for my benefit. Because often we want to keep things hidden, don't we? Oh, I'll just keep that there. And, but what happens is, when the light comes into our life, and this is the thing about um, when, when we become a Christian, when we decide to follow Jesus, we don't need to have cleaned up everything before He comes. In fact, what happens usually is that He comes, we receive the light, and He goes, "Whoa, dear! Oh gosh, I've got a few things to sort out now. I've got oh this oh gosh, didn't realise I had that, and He's like." Get that out. He exposes things not so that you can be condemned, so that you can be saved from sin, from those things. You see, if there's a mess, I don't know, sometimes, if you tried to sort of, you've lost something like under, under the, um, you know, under the Sofa or something like that. And you go, oh, find it. And you, you, get, your, you know, get your phone out as a torch. And you get your torch under there. And you go, ooh, ooh. ooh there's a lot of stuff under there. I didn't realise. Yeah? You suddenly think, ooh, it's a bit dirty under there. Oh, gosh. I did it the other day. I was cleaning the kitchen. I did that occasionally. Um, very occasionally. And um, I, 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 was, I was just cleaning the surface. And the surface looked quite clean. But then I looked, and I was looking for something specific, and I put my phone on, I went to the microwave. Oh, really? The light exposed stuff, I really wasn't aware of. Now, I could either ignore it, or do something about it. And in a way, that's what God is wanting us to do. He wants to to expose this stuff, not so that we, well, you can ignore it, but it's to say, come on, guys, sort this out. I love you so much. I don't want to leave you in that mess. I don't want that mess in your life to stay in your life. Let's do something about it. And that's what God does. When Jesus comes into our life, that's what he changes. And he changes our lives for the better. Why? Because he brings forgiveness. When we've done something wrong, he brings forgiveness. He brings hope. This is what the light is. This is the light. The light that he puts into our life is forgiveness. We can carry that with us. Hope, encouragement, words of love. He gives strength. thinking that this morning, weren't we? Strength. When we need strength, he provides it. See us through the darkness of things that have been our lives. He's the light that guides our journey. There is a piece of scripture that talks about him being the light, you know, that lights our path. He's the one that makes a way, that shows us where to go, what to do, the direction we should take on life's journey. In whatever way the darkness is in our lives, Christ has come to be the light for us. Whether it's in our family, our friendships, in our community, he wants to shed his light into these areas of our lives to restore peace, harmony, joy. That's the good news. Of Christmas so I stand here in front of you and I think well okay guys you know I don't know what the darkness is that you've got I don't know what it is that maybe today there's right, there's right now there's something in your life that you think Josh I just want to be rid of that whether it's something personal whether it's just a circumstance I know again there's people who are ill there are all sorts of stuff going on family stuff today right now nevertheless, Nevertheless, God can do something about it right now. So I'd like us all just to to shut our eyes for a minute. Just, Just allow God the time and the space to put his light afresh in our lives. Wherever there is darkness, and you know what that is for you. You know what that darkness means for you. I just want to pray right now. Father, I thank you that you brought Jesus into this world, the light of the world, that we would know that light in our lives. And I just want to pray for everyone in here, including myself, that you will shine afresh in our lives, that your light will will shine brightly, that, Lord, you will expose things that need to be exposed so that we can deal with them and remove them. But equally, Lord, we recognise that there are things that that bring darkness into our lives over which we have no control. But Lord, I just pray right now that you will help us get through that. You will shine a light on these situations. That you will, in a way, as you said this morning, carry that burden. That you will be the one that will help us through these situations however dark it may feel with your light in our lives we have hope and we can get through Father, i thank you that you are you know you know that there is darkness doesn't take you by surprise whatever is going on in our lives father help us to just be open afresh the light of your word the light of your word Light of your spirit just to fill us In Jesus' name. Amen. Another thing about this light is that not only are we asked to take it and receive it, but we're asked to carry it. Every one of you that knows Jesus as their Lord and Savior this morning have been asked to carry this light. Jesus said this, for God who said, let there be light in the darkness, has made this light shine in our hearts so we could know the glory of God that is seen in the face of Jesus Christ. We are to be the light that shines before men. To use whatever means we have at our disposal to drive out darkness in the world. To let the light of Christ shine through us so that the darkness of despair and hopelessness might be dispelled. We are even called children of light. This is what Jesus says about you and me. This is what he says. You are light for the whole world. A city located on a hill can't be hidden. Neither do you light a lamp and put it under a measuring basket on a stand. And it shines to all who are in the house. Even so, let your light shine for men, that they may see your good works and glorify your Father who is in heaven. The light we have within us, yes, it's for us, but it's now for the world. You see, Jesus came and said, I am the light of the world. So why he was here, he was the light. But then he went, but he's not here anymore. He isn't walking on the world. Who is? We are. We're the light that he is now asking to shine in the world. But I want us to do, I want to do one more thing. So I'm going to ask. No, wisdom. You have to come on up. I've asked wisdom to. Yeah, whoa. Whenever I need wisdom. There he is. Wisdom. So, light of Jesus. But we're, we're we're told to be the light, okay? So what I want you to do, please, as your candle, is be the light. Perfect. Now, luckily, no. Wisdom doesn't smoke. He smoke no, there you go. Because he could have got a box of matches and tried to light it that way. You see, when we, as we, when we become a Christian, the only way we can become a Christian is to go to the light of Jesus. Now I know we've done things in the past where you get a candle you pass the candle on, and somebody else lights the candle and go, "Yeah, let's pass the." That's not the way this works. That is not what we're supposed to do. It is not our light that allows others to shine. And sometimes that's what we try to do, don't we? We try to be the ones that, that help people, you know, we're their solution. No, Jesus is the answer. It's only when we come to him that we can actually uh Receive the light. And so wisdom did the only thing he could. He came to Jesus. He couldn't do it any other way. Now wisdom will go off and he can go off and he can sit there with his light and he can, he can show the, the light to people like he's showing it to you right now. The light that's in his life. It's great. And it's attractive. I mean, even that light. You think, "Wow, it's good." It's It's attractive, and you're attractive. Some of you, you're attractive because you have the light of Christ in you. Yeah, you are. But I just want to, I just want to, sort of, in a sense, a bit of a warning. Be careful. Don't think that it's your light that's going to make, in a sense. It's not your light that's gonna allow people bring salvation, yeah? It's not your light. But what it does, it says, look, here's a light. It's just the light that I found, came into my heart. You need that light. So now let me show you and come to Jesus. That's what we're here for. That's what it says about we are the light of the world. We are the light of the world, but the light always has to come to Jesus. It's only through coming to Jesus. I came to Jesus the only way I could do it. There was no other way. I saw the light in other people. When I became a Christian, on that day, well, before that, I saw the light in other people. You know, many of you have heard our story, Leslie and I, how we became Christians. I saw the light in William and Hillary. We became extremely good friends. But there was something in them that was glowing. There was something in them that was shining. That was attractive. But bottom line, I had to come to Jesus for myself. Receive the light from him. We cannot save a single person. Only Jesus can. But isn't the story of Christmas interesting? Because the wise men and the shepherds, what did they follow? A star. They followed a star. But the star. The light, but it wasn't the light. It led them to the light of Jesus. And that's what we're here for. To lead people to the light of Jesus. So that's why we let our light shine. That is why it says, don't hide it. Put it on a stand. Let it shine. that they may see your good works. But ultimately, why? To glorify your Father in heaven. And so this morning, if you've never received the light of Jesus, whether you're in here, whether you're in the digital world online, wherever you are this morning, And you've not received and you've not acknowledged Jesus as Lord and Savior. No amount of anyone else's light will do it. The only way is to come to Jesus, yourself. So I'm going to pray for you. And again, you... uh, want to respond to this prayer, please let me know. You see me afterwards, online, send us a message. But if you want to receive the hope of Christ, Christ in you, the hope of glory, says, then you're going to have to come to him for yourself. Take that light. Forgiveness, hope, joy, peace, love, all the things. That, that light represents, will be yours. I'm going to pray. Father, I thank you. Your heart is for everyone to know you. That the light of the world came so that every single person could know that light in their own lives. So I just want to pray right now for anybody that is currently saying, I don't know, I've I've, I've never done that. Father, I pray, Lord, that they will right now just ask you to be their Lord and Saviour. If you haven't done that, just say, Lord, come into my life. I want your light in my life. I want you to show me what needs to change. Forgive me for all I've done, living my life the wrong way. I want to live my life the right way. Jesus, come into my life right now. Jesus' name. I am the light of. Jesus. If you follow me, you won't have to walk in darkness, because you will have the light that leads. To you. That's the good news of Christmas. Don't look for.